Happy holidays and welcome to the fourth episode of Empower with Ronnie, a podcast of the Gen Z. Here we celebrate inspiring individuals from diverse backgrounds. Today we have former MSNBC intern Haja from Lincoln University to share about the importance of passion and more. Because of COVID, many internships got canceled this year. However, this is not the case for everyone. Haja from Lincoln University was able to navigate herself remotely for MSNBC's AM Joy Show as a news production intern. And before we begin, I would like to say congrats because I saw your post about your acceptance to American University's master's program. Yes, thank you so much. So why have you decided to go straight into grad school next year? My school is more geared towards like public people who want to be public relations, like students or majors. So I just decided that in order for me to get like a more hands-on experience, for me to advance my degree and just practice the skills I already know and implement them for my future career. And I also been thinking I want to become a professor one day. Hopefully, once I'm, you know, no longer want to be a reporter, I definitely wanted to give back and, you know, teach broadcasting and teach my experience as well. So that's why I decided to go for my master's. I definitely see that happening, and I definitely see your the recent internship that you finished at MSNBC was really paving the way for it. Yeah. And where do you see yourself in your next internship? I just hope I land an internship with NBC4 only because I grew up watch, watching that station and they cover within the Washington DC area as as well as Northern Virginia and Maryland and I love the anchors who work there so hopefully one day I'll be able to intern there and get that hands-on experience that I so call I really love and to get and just to be, you know, reporting on different stories that matter, such as like social issues and economic issues and government. And I feel like NBC and within Washington DC area, I can get as much experience as possible. It, it is because just in big cities, it's really about just making the voice even louder for everything. And what is your biggest takeaway from the MSNBC internship that you think you can carry into your future application for Washington area. Yes, absolutely. Um, I feel like that that internship definitely changed me for the better. Being that it was virtual, it was a challenge alone. It was something new, but I felt like I was challenged mentally and physically. Um, I learned how to manage my time wisely. I learned how to pitch story ideas and never be afraid to think outside the box. Because being that MSNBC and NBC Universal is a huge company, this is my first. This that was my first time like interning for such a huge company. So I felt like this tiny fish in this big sea, and I'm just like, and I just learned by all my coworkers that don't be afraid to speak your mind and you know implement different ideas. So. One thing I can say I definitely took away was never being afraid to speak my mind and think outside the box. I think that's a really good advice just for anything in general. Yeah. And you mentioned the internship was done virtually, but did you accept the internship before COVID really hit the states? Yes, I did. I happened to accept. I believe I accepted in February, and I was supposed to be located in 30 Watt. 30 Rock in New York City, and I was super excited because everything was covered. My、um, housing was covered for expenses, my foodie, my food expenses. So that's what drew me even more. I'm like, I'm get to be in this huge city with my, with so many different people that are, you know, 
have the same future career goals as me and I was super excited but I feel like I still got a good experience despite that it being you know virtual. What was the most challenging thing for it to be virtual because I guess COVID definitely changed the nature of the program. Yes, I feel like the most challenging thing was communicating with other interns. I felt like it was that, you know, awkward phase that like, I don't really know you, but like, I'm trying to get to know you. And it's just, it's different because I'm the type of person that makes friends in person. It's hard for me to, you know, make friends online. So it, it was very different being that, you know, I came from a college campus. I'm always around people and just Connecting with other interns was definitely challenging, but they kept us occupied with different like Zoom calls and Zoom um, interactive activities virtually. So I felt like I overcame that for sure. How about staying connected with probably people from a higher positions or leaders or maybe your mentor? What was yeah, that absolutely. like? It was amazing. They were so welcoming. Like it literally, they made me feel so comfortable. I was paired with a mentor who actually works with NBC in the business side. She works for CNBC and I completely looked up to her ambition. Like she went to school at Columbia for business and she just made me feel so comfortable. Like it was, it felt like I was talking to a friend. It wasn't like someone, oh, you're, you know, you make more money than me or you're not in school, you're in career. I didn't feel intimidated. Like I felt comfortable and she definitely was a great mentor. And she, I still talk to her till this day and she gives me so much great advice and just to root for the stars. So for you, you definitely feel like having a friendly mentor in general, just make it easier for interns to get to stay connected with them. And Absolutely. Do you have like a specific list that the company gives about the topics that you can discuss with your mentor or was it more like you just come up with a topic and talk about it regularly? It was kind of a mixture of both. So our first meeting, it was generally introductions and then we they gave her like a list of topics to talk about. Um, but being that we connected so well, we didn't really go off that list as much. I think we went off the list probably like twice, but being that we connected so well, it was just freelance. She was, she kept an open discussion. She said, Haja, let's talk about anything that's on your mind that you really want to get out of this mentorship. And it was straightforward. And I learned a lot from her. Um, she actually, you know, helped me along the way with my application process to getting into grad school. So I thank her so much for that. And um, she was a great, amazing mentor. One of the best mentors I ever had. She happened to be my second mentor I ever had. And she was amazing. I, I loved it. So I'm super grateful for that. Now, who was the mentor or just any tool or person that were useful to you when you applied to the internship in the first place? Oh, absolutely. Um, I had to definitely say my mentor who used to work for NBC 12 back in Richmond, Virginia, um, she basically inspired me to, you know, go and intern more because she was just telling me like interns will get your foot in the door. School will too, but you won't get that same experience and those same connections that you would from the classroom rather than an internship. So she just advised me like internships is the way to go, especially if you want to get into media and broadcasting. So she was the one that definitely influenced me into applying for more internships. Yeah, and her, her name is Harley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like internships, uh, hands-on real experience is so much different if it's like compared to 
even if it's sort of school internship, working for school media, it's more like everyone's right. classmates, so it's really chill and you don't have as much responsibility and all that. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think your application stood out the most when you applied? Great question. Um, I feel like my not only I feel like I have two things. So number one, I felt like because I had an internship prior to coming into NBC, I interned at a local news station in Richmond, Virginia, at and it was NBC 12, as well as I feel like why I wanted to get into journalism. That's what made me sit out as well. The reason of my main essay, um, I just felt like. I stood out outside the box on like why, what got me into journalism in the first place. But definitely having that prior experience put my foot in the door, I believe so. It made me stand out in my application. So what really got you into journalism? Amazing question. Okay, so I get this question a lot. So it was my senior year of high school and it was the month of Ramadan and I happened to be fasting that month and I had a hijab on in school and administrator had told me to remove the hijab or else I'll be sent home for disciplinary action. And I told her, I'm like, why do I need a note to wear a hijab? Like, this is my religion. Like, that's crazy. She's like, you have to prove your religion because I'm not sure if you're wearing it just for a hairstyle or you didn't do the, your hair that day. And I completely was shocked. I was like, there's no way this is happening. So the second day I came in without a note and she caught me again and was just like, you need to be sent to the principal office. Like, this is crazy. So I literally called my mom. I was literally crying. I'm like, this is crazy. Like, this is so wrong. And I ended up writing my story and posting it on Twitter. And then it got local attention and national attention from all the news outlets, um, the Washington Post. Um, even my local news station called me to interview me and immediately that's when I knew the power of journalism because the rules actually changed after I graduated that no student is required to have a note on file or any type of documentation to prove their religion and they are allowed to wear you know head coverings and head wraps so that's when I fell in love with journalism I'm like journalist I didn't think journalism I didn't think anybody was going to even see my story I was like one person will probably like it hey that's somebody but I didn't think it was going to explode like that and that just really inspired me to you know become a reporter and just tell people stories that are unheard and definitely in the future I'm sure you will help many more people to change things in, around our world Absolutely. Thank you so much. But just a quick question. So I'm a little bit confused because on your LinkedIn profile, you're not wearing, I'm not sure about how it works. So do you mind explaining how, when to yes. wear and great, when not to great wear it? Great question. So um, there's two different types of Muslims. There's Sunni Muslims and then there's Arab Muslims. So I'm a Sunni Muslim. Um, in my family, um, my parents usually, we only they require we wear it during Ramadan because during Ramadan you're fasting. Um, it's not required in the in the as the religion as a Muslim. You're not required to wear it every single day. It's a great thing to wear it every single day. However, if you choose not to, it's still fine. But during the month of Ramadan specifically, women are supposed to be wearing some type of head covering. So that's why you don't see it in my profile. But every month, every year. I will be wearing a hijab. <laughs> I learned a lot from you already today because 
I didn't know. I thought it's either you just wear it every time, and or you don't wear it because I've always、yeah. seen people just wearing it all the time. But unless it's you're in the bathroom and it's just all girls around you、yeah. and you're just fixing your hair, then that's totally fine. But yeah, that、definitely. was really eye-opening. I also see、yeah. the power of journalism right now. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and I definitely see a need for people to be more educated about. Just diversity in general, because when people don't know about a specific race or religion or any identity in general, is people have like this fear、right. about this thing that they don't know and exactly、right. have no idea about. And it's crazy because I have friends who are just like me, who are Muslim too, and they only wear hijabs either when they are praying, just like me, or is during the month of Ramadan or in their some type of holy site, as such as the、um, the mosque. So.、Um, I definitely have friends like that, but you know, some areas you don't have people like that. You won't even be sure if I was Muslim or not if you didn't ask. You know, so it all depends on who the person is. But you're right; people should, you know, educate themselves on different, you know,、um, what is the word I'm looking for? Cultures. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely, yeah. especially for this year when everything is just happening, and it's really important for people to be educated about. Diversity、right. in general, because it's not like people always say minority, but you do see them a lot in your lives during COVID. You did you do any online classes outside of school? Because I saw you also took a course at Columbia. Yes, I happened to take one course、um, during the COVID spike. I believe it was like May or so. This was before my internship, and me and my cousin, she basically texted me, was like, "Haja, like." They're offering free courses at Columbia, and I'm like, hmm, maybe I should try one because this is super cool. So I decided to take their social class.、Um, it was diversity and how like the social economics influence like different、um, people in poverty and stuff like that. And I took the class, and I'm like, wow, this is like super cool because being、um, an aspiring reporter, I want to specifically like touch on topics and different stories that impact low. Income communities, so I felt like that was like the perfect class for me to take, and I ended up loving it. It was about like it took me a month to complete the class, and I only had to pay like fifty dollars for the certificate, and it was amazing. I learned a lot. I really was happy that I took that class. Yeah, that yeah. sounds really worth it because it will、yeah. also help you to just like inspire you to pitch about stories in the future in general. And、Definitely. what do you think are some skills that journalists need today? Oh, great question.、Um, I feel like definitely some skills is to be optimistic.、Um, always willing to, you're always willing to learn new things. Like you're never gonna stop learning new things. Like journalists, every single day, I believe that they learn some things about the community and they learn some things about themselves. And I feel like always be willing to grow. You're, we're never gonna be perfect journalists. We're gonna make mistakes sometimes. We're gonna slip up on some questions. We're gonna. Hurt some people's feelings, but I feel like being optimistic and being like willing to learn new things is a great thing. And also having the love and passion to tell people stories and being in it for the right reasons. I feel like in order for you to love your job, because or else it's gonna feel like a job. You don't want it to feel like a job. Like journalism to me doesn't feel like work. It it feels like something I'm supposed to be doing.、Um, so definitely have a passion for it. And also, don't be afraid to reach out for help. That's that's one thing. 
and what else can I say? And pitching story ideas. Don't be afraid to pitch story ideas because you never know what story is going to blow and what story is going to, you know, impact so many different people. So that's yeah, what I can definitely Definitely. Yeah. Then what about some hard skills such as anything that people can take online before COVID ends? Because now everyone has so much time. What courses would you recommend people to take right now? Okay, um, I can definitely say I recommend taking editing classes for sure. Um, because I feel like now there's a lot of multimedia journalists. And a lot of journalists, they report their stories, they record their stories, they edit, they shoot, they do everything. And I'm just like, wow, these people are like really out and about and just taking over and it's, it's hard. So I definitely say being multi-skilled, learning how to write for web, learning how to write for radio, learning how to write for broadcast or even being on social media. So don't be afraid to, you know, learn as much as you can in different types of areas. And also I can say taking a media law class. I feel like sometimes now that are in social media, a lot of things may get, you know, reported or flagged such as Twitter. People believe that they can just go on Twitter and say anything without, you know, getting in trouble. So as a journalist, we really have to watch what we say. Even before I entered the internship, we had a session, a Zoom session on how we had to watch things that we post, especially during the whole Black Lives Matter um, movement time during like June, we had to really watch like what we post. We can't really post like biased information and, you know, hashtags that shows that you're one-sided. You have to be really open-minded because you're a reporter now, you're a journalist. So you can't really be biased. So I can definitely say for that, I say take media law because it's super important. No one wants their work getting, you know, no one wants a lawsuit. So yeah. <laughs> I feel like media law really made me understand. And I, when I first took the class, I'm like, why do I need to take media law? Like this has nothing to do with law, but it actually does. So definitely taking media law in an editing class. I actually also have a media law class upcoming in I think next or next, next semester. At first, I felt yeah. the same. I was like, why do I need to learn this? Yeah. You're going to learn a lot. It's a lot of reading. <laughs> yeah, and it's really important for us not to get sued. Even if you're not a journalist, having some basic legal knowledge will only help you. Even if you delete an inappropriate comment that you have written before, the data is still there. That's all from Empire with Ronnie. If you have any questions for Haja, please visit our Instagram page and comment there. Stay safe and stay tuned.